All right, back again for a Cash Medi podcast. Today we're talking about the San Diego Padres and how this shit has gotten off the tracks and if it could get back on track, which I don't think it can. Um, I can't believe what's happened this season. I mean, I don't. it's completely gotten off of the tracks and if Preller or Tingler doesn't get it back on the tracks, I think he, he might be in trouble. He might be fired. It really pisses me off. When Preller had this type of roster, well, he didn't exactly have this type of roster going in, but he had all all these young minor leaguers, and you have a Machado, you have Tatis, you have you knew you were going to be a really good or, uh, team, and you went out and you you hired Tingler. Now I'm not blaming everything on Tingler. I'm going to blame uh, another guy even more and some other guys because I don't know if Tingler's good. I don't know if he's a bad manager because to me it takes. Takes me about two to three years of watching a manager, and then I'll give, you know, a real assessment on how I feel on the manager. I don't know. I mean, Tingler does some things I don't like. He does some things that I like. But it seems like they ain't playing for him right now. It seems like they kind of have quit. And he's a young manager that you knew if something like this happened and you don't have a veteran manager, it was going to be tougher to get it back on track. If that's what pissed me off. Preller had, Preller had the chance when he had, you know, the situation you have, Machado, Tatis. You knew Tatis was going to be a fucking, you know, Hall of Fame type of player. Machado's a Hall of Fame type of player. You knew they were going to be good. They had all these young pitchers. So it wasn't like, you know, the Detroit Lions trying to hire a head coach. It was a great situation. So you should have been able to get a veteran manager. I know everyone hates Tony Larusa in this era and oh he's he's this, he's that. He's got he's a veteran manager. He's got that team going in the right direction. You got uh the lizard in Houston, Dusty Baker, another veteran manager. You had to get someone proven. He didn't get he fucked up. Preller fucked up on that. It's a huge error in my opinion. And it's going to cost them this season. I know everyone is tripping out on, oh, they didn't go out and they didn't trade for a pitcher. We knew we had to get a pitcher. Dude, they got so many fucking injuries with the pitchers. It ain't going to fucking matter. It ain't going to matter, dude. They're only 10 games above 500 with this type of roster. They've had so many injuries. I said this when the trading deadline was there. I thought they were going to make the playoffs at the trading deadline. I, I don't think there's any chance they're going to make the playoffs now. I mean, less than 10% chance. When the trade deadline came up, I was like, no, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, you know, go out and get big time guys because I felt like there was no chance of winning the division and you were going to play in a wild card game. And I just feel like if you're going to go trade to get like a Burrios or Gibson, you're going to have to give up a lot. I don't know what they gave up to get Gibson, but I know Burrios cost two top 50 prospects. There's no fucking chance I'm giving up, you know, I wouldn't give up Robert Hassel straight up for... Barrios and only have him for a year and a half. He would help you a lot for next year, sure. And you need another pitcher for next year because because Lament a fucking idiot and didn't get the surgery. But I'm not I'm not giving up that. So everyone is bitching like Perler blew it and he didn't go get pitching and you knew you had you had to get pitching and that's why they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, to a degree, sure. 
I would have gotten like a Zach Davies because that wouldn't have cost much. But even if you got Zach Davies, you weren't going to make the playoffs the way they're playing and the way that, that they're going, the way they're trending. Um, but at least it would have it given you some innings. I mean, after the trade deadline, Darvish got hurt, Paddock got hurt. But you didn't have any starting pitchers. You had five starting pitchers, and Weathers was just starting to get roughed up. And you had five starting pitchers, and then two of them go down, and Weathers is basically should be in the minor leagues. He's just getting bombed. So you really only have two starting pitchers right now. So it kind of snowballed them, and it was kind of unfortunate for Preller and the Padres. I get it. Like, injuries are part of this. I totally understand that. But you should have made the playoffs with this roster. And Ross Childs, to me, is the biggest problem. That's the first guy that has to go. Um, I don't know on Tingler. I would... I would assume they're going to bring him back, but if they finish only, if they finish around 500, and I think they're going to finish around 500, they're only 10 games above 500 right now. They got the brutal part of the schedule. They're probably going to get swept by the Dodgers starting on Tuesday. I mean, Darvish is going to pitch one of the games, but he hasn't been the same in the second half. He, I don't know if it's the sticky stuff. I don't know if he's been pitching hurt, but his ERA now is up to 3.7, I believe. He was in the middle twos all season long. And then all of a sudden, like his last like six, seven starts, he's just been terrible. He had one pretty good start against the Diamondbacks. I think he went like seven innings and gave up like two runs. But I mean, the Diamondbacks aren't good. Like, you know, but Rothschilds to me has kind of ruined a player like Darvish. If you watch Darvish, to me, he doesn't use his fastball enough. And what is Rothschild? Oh, just keep throwing the slider, throw the slider, throw the slider, more breaking balls, more breaking balls. Well, I think that's what he did He did with Snell. And the beginning of the year, Snell fucked this team. Absolutely fucked it. You can't be the number two pitcher on his staff and be pitching four or five innings. At best, it was like four or five innings every game. A lot of games, it was three innings. And then finally, he started getting like an, a game here and there. I think he's gone four games where he's gone uh, six innings or more. I think he's gone six twice and seven twice. Well, lately he's been better. And what has he changed? He started throwing the fastball more. He started pounding the zone with his fastball. When you watch Darvish and it's always, he doesn't throw the fastball enough. He gets like a pitcher up there and you're like, dude, just fucking throw the fastball, get a quick ground ball or get a quick lazy fly ball. But what do all these guys want to do? They want to strike everybody out because... I feel like the analytics and all this bullshit that everyone keeps telling me, oh, that's the way to do it. And, you know, you got idiots like Craig Elston and Jesse Agler and AJ Casavell that love, just fucking love. We love openers, man. That's what every team should do is have an opener. Now we're having openers all these goddamn times. We're getting our ass kicked. You know why? Because it fucks your bullpen. It fucks your entire staff. The only reason why we're having openers is because we got so many injuries. We're not doing it because, oh, it's so cool. That's the way I would go. But those three guys will tell you that's the way to go because they're fucking idiots. They don't know shit. Tired of guys like that. It absolutely ruins your whole pitching staff. It ruins your bullpen. And it just it's a snowball effect. Yeah, it might work for a game. Oh, it was so great. The guy only pitched two innings, and then we used six other pitchers, and it just... That's the best way to go. Yeah, and then guess what? The next day it doesn't help you, and then the next day it doesn't help you too, and it has a snowball effect, and then your pitching staff's fucked, and that's what's happened to this team. But, I mean, Rothschild, 
you could just tell. For Musgrove, you could say it's benefited. Because Musgrove, it seems like that's all he throws is, is a curveball and a slider mostly. And then occasionally he throws his fastball. You watch a guy like Adams come in the bullpen, out of the bullpen, and all he throws is that slider. And you're like, dude, just throw the fastball every once in a while. I believe if Adams would throw the fastball more, he'd be better. I believe if Darvish would throw his fastball more, he'd be better. I believe if Snell would throw his fastball more or throw it like how he's been lately, he would have been pitching like this, like how he has in the second half all season long. Instead of being a complete and fucking utter disaster in the first half. He fucked that team. At first, I just blamed it, it on Snell. But the more I think about it, I think it was Rothschilds telling him, just throw your sliders more. Throw your slider more. So Rothschilds, to me, going into next year, is the first guy that's got to fucking go. He has to go. There's no chance. I'm going to be so fucking pissed if that guy comes back. And you could come back to me and say, well... He was there last year, and they had a really good staff last year, or they pitched good last year. You know, because like Lament, like you could use that example. Well, Lament, he's so good with his slider, it, it kind of benefited. Well, you need to figure out which one it's benefiting and which ones it's not. Because it's not benefiting uh, Darvish not throwing his fastball enough. doesn't benefit a guy like Adams. Uh, Paddock, you know, to me doesn't. Doesn't throw his curveball enough, which is kind of, he doesn't have a slider. And Rothschilds, you know, he's just slow stroking himself to sliders. But, I mean, it's been a disaster with the injuries. After the first half of the season, the injuries was more, well, it was always the pitching staff. But the injuries, like, for the hitting. Like, the hitting hasn't been hitting lately either. And there's no excuse for it. No one's hurt. There's no one hurt. I mean, yeah, Tatis just came back, so you kind of expect him to kind of, you know, being a get his his timing and his rhythm back, but in the first half of the season, I was like, well, they had a, they had some injuries and some nagging injuries. So when those guys come back, it takes time to get into a rhythm. You know, Grisham was I think he'd been on the DL like twice. Uh, the Nola injury really hurt him. Tatis, how many times has he been hurt this year? Myers. When he got hurt in Pittsburgh, I mean, he was off to a great start, and then he got hurt in Pittsburgh, and he kind of, you know, in and out of the lineup, this and that. But that's another thing is uh, Damian Easley. I mean, I would probably consider firing him coming into next year because there's too many inconsistent hitters this year, and they're not, they're not, they're just swinging at everything now. I mean, I'll watch like the first inning, and I'll fucking turn it off almost. They play in Colorado. And I think in every game in Colorado, the pitcher threw like 10 pitches in the first inning. It was like less than 15 pitches every single goddamn time. And I'm just like, Jesus, are these guys quitting? It almost looks like they're quitting. Like they just get up there and they're just like, ah, oh, we just, I'm just going to swing right away. If I get a hit, I get a hit. If I don't, I don't. Oh, well. And that comes back to Tingler. Because if, if they don't have respect for Tingler, which I don't know. I mean, that's why I need more time on Tingler. But... If they don't have respect for him, they're just going to be like, whatever, I'm going to do my own thing. And whatever happened is stealing bases. Everyone's stealing on our asses now. We're not stealing. We got no, you know, Cronenworth hits a home run yesterday. I, I, I didn't even see it. Uh, Cronenworth hits a home run yesterday. They win. And you think, oh, maybe they get a spark from here. And then they just get bombed today. And it's just a disaster. And it just keeps... Tingler has to stop it. He has to get control of it. And it doesn't seem like he can. And he's a young, 
He's a young um, young manager. I mean, he hasn't been in this situation. He has no experience. This is why you should have gotten a veteran manager. If you would have gotten a veteran manager, they would have pulled this out of this and the, the sh- this losing mentality that they've had for like the last like month. It wouldn't have been as bad. And you know them starting an opener. It seems like almost every goddamn fucking game. I mean, Stammen goes two innings today, which is fine. Like, okay. And then Weathers comes in, and it's just boom, bomb, bomb. I mean, he just Weathers needs to be down in the minor leagues. I have no idea. I mean, I guess because they have so many injuries, how he's not in the minor leagues. Why don't they use the guy Rainier or whatever his name is more? I don't know. You know, I would use Diaz for two innings. I think they tried him three innings today. You know, use Chris Matt more. I mean, I don't know. But it, it's going to be interesting to see what um, what the ownership decides to do on this. Because Seidler has got a big decision. Because if, if, it, if it totally collapses, like I think it's got a pretty good chance of doing. And they finish only five games above 500. Or they finish 500 or below five. If they finish below 500, I think Tingler's gone. But he might even consider firing Preller because it was such a disaster hiring him if they finish under 500. But let's say they finish five games above 500 and they don't make the playoffs. I think Tingler might get another shot. Ross Childs will probably get fired. But if you fire Tingler and you keep Preller, then you then next year if you if if you have the same problem and they're not good and they don't make the playoffs next year. Preller's got to go. And then guess what? The next GM's going to come in and be like, I don't want this manager. I want my own manager. So you're just, you're just making a disaster. It could be a disaster. So Seidler might think, I got to get rid of both. I don't know. And I don't really want to start over on anything. It's not, it's not like the NFL. I mean, new head coach in the NFL, you're going to run new schemes, new, new stuff. It's not like that, but it is... It, I don't know. I can't believe they're in the situation that they're in. And really, to me, Preller fucked up by getting Tingler. And it, it may sound like I'm blaming Tingler. I'm really not. I'm blaming Preller. Like, he should have gotten a veteran manager. I mean, you're going into next year. What? I couldn't wait. Like, when we got Darvish and Snell in the offseason, all I kept thinking was, yeah, I mean, they might make a playoff team or be a good playoff team. And maybe if everything goes right, have a chance at a World Series. But come 2022, they're really going to be loaded. Well, now I I don't even feel like they're even going to be as loaded as I thought previously. Because, yeah, you're going to get Clevenger back. But if Darvish isn't, you know, the pitcher that I thought he was going to be in, as Snell isn't, I mean, I think both of those guys should bounce back. You know, it'll be interesting on, on Darvish. Because part of me is worried that Darvish is, was only good because of the sticky stuff, and now he can't control his stuff. And then part of me thinks that he was he was pitching through injuries. And then another part of me thinks, well, Rothschild's probably telling him to keep fucking throwing the slider. And he, yeah, he gets a lot of strikeouts, and it was working early in the season, but I think teams have adjusted. And it's like, dude, you got a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Fucking throw it more. You know, Snell's got a 96, 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Throw it more. Make make those hitters hit that pitch. And then if it's one and two and you want to bounce one or, or throw it out of the zone, fine. Then you go for the strikeout. But to always try to go for the strikeout. I mean, you look at our pitching staff, and this has been all season long, except for Darvish. 
or mostly, mostly Darvish. Every fucking pitcher we throw in there, after two innings, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, he's already at 45 pitches every fucking time. And you're like, you're just taxing your bullpen. And it's been a season thing. To me, that comes to your, your pitching coach. There's no way that they just haven't attacked the zone enough. They're always nibbling and trying to get on the corner. Musgrove, Musgrove actually, I think Ross Child helps Musgrove. So I might be contradicting myself on that, but I think people understand. Musgrove... He could control his his sliders and his curveball so much that it's benefiting him. He's been fine on pitch counts, and he's you know he's been pitching six innings. He's been great. So you could give Rothschilds credit for that because uh, Musgrove's having his best season. But Snell and Darvish are not. Darvish was having a good first half, really good first half. The second half's been a disaster. And Snell's first half was a complete disaster. The second half's been pretty good. Um. Weathers hasn't developed like you would think. Paddock hasn't really developed how you would think. You know, um, the injury to Morahan was was a killer. I mean, all their injuries. Michelle Baez, like, you know, we'd be pitching that guy instead of a, a Diaz, uh, Jacob Nix. They've had so many injuries. And I think Ross Town is part of that too. I mean, he's your pitching. He's the one doing the program. He's He's telling them when to do this, when to do that how to, you know, lift weights or whatever. I'm sure he's part of that too. Um, but going back into the 2022, getting Clevenger back is going to be huge. So you're going to have Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, and Clevenger. So you're going to have four four pitchers at the top of your rotation. Should be pretty good. I think Snell and Darvish bounce back, especially if they get a new pitching coach. They get a new pitching coach next year. I think a lot of this... A lot of this will get figured out, and they'll be much better come next year. Then you got Paddock, Gore, and then Weathers for the fifth spot. Because I think Lament's career is over because he he didn't decide to take the surgery. If he would have gotten the surgery when Clevenger did or around the same time, we'd be going in with five fucking stud pitchers pretty much or good pitchers. Clevenger and Lament added into a rotation with Musgrove, Snell, and Darvish, and you'd have Paddock, Gore, and Weathers pretty much backing those guys up. Gore, Gore is, 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 is going to be really key for this organization moving forward because if he's a bust, and there's a pretty good chance that he is, they're going to be in trouble in my opinion because Musgrove's going to ask for a contract this offseason. And... He's got a home in Ocean Beach. Um, I'm pretty sure he wants to stay here. I'm pretty sure he'll sign. So, but he's going to probably ask for what? A four-year deal, $100 million, you know, $25 million or $20, 25000000 million a year. That's going to cost. So you're going to have Snell and Darvish making pretty good money. Well, Snell makes about, I think, he, I think it bumps up to 13 next year. So let's say two years to 13. And then Darvish, I think, is 20. I mean, it's not that high. But you're going to have three pitchers making good money. You can't have all five, four. You can't have four pitchers making good money unless you're the fucking Dodgers, you know, or one of these other teams. Um, although I think we're going to be one of the, you know, I think we'll be top seven, top five payrolls. It seems like Seiler is definitely going towards that direction. And I don't think he's going to like, oh, I got to. Salary dump, I got to get back down to, you know, a certain number. 
but I don't think he's going to go much farther than he is right now, higher. Maybe he will. But let, let's say what I'm trying to say is if you sign Musgrove, that's three guys making, you know, pretty good money, probably, you know, around an average of 17, 18 million a year from the three of them combined. You're going to need a couple young pitchers who aren't making that much money. And then Clevenger, I think, makes 11 next year. You're going to need a couple young pitchers who basically are almost like on that quarterback rookie deal in the NFL to even some shit out. Well, that's where Gore needs to come in. I'm hoping Gore's up by June next year. I know some people are like, oh, he pitched down in the Arizona Fall League. He pitched really good. Bring him up or something. Like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? He hasn't pitched basically all year. He pitched for like two months. He got fucking shelled. With his high leg kick, he lowered the leg kick. Looked like, you know, just by his numbers and then some of the video, it looked like he had better control there. But that's down where he's pitching against like 18-year-olds, dude. Like guys that just got drafted. So if he goes back up to AAA, you know, and he starts pitching, then, you know, and, and the control's there. And I don't know what happened to his fastball. All, all of a sudden, it was like 97, 98. In 2019, and then last year and this year, it, it's like, oh, he's throwing 92, 93. It's like, what? So I don't know what happened there. Guys at the, that were at that game, this previous game, said he got up to 95. I mean, okay, that's pretty good. But I'm not even asking him to be a one or two. I just need him to come up and be a five his, his rookie year, and then 2023, you know, be like a four or a three, and then go from there. But you're going to need one of them. I think Paddock's... I've said this a few times. I think Paddock's got a breakout season written all over him, but you can't count on a breakout season. Um, I'll tell you what, they miss his injury, you know. Even though he got shelled a lot of games, he would give you innings. He'd give you five, six innings a lot. It's a lot better than Weathers where he gives you two, three innings and it's fucking five nothing. So I think, you know, so they should be better off uh, the pitching staff come next year especially if they get a new pitching coach. And then they should be better off the hitters with a DH because the lineup should be really good. And I like one – one of my good – one of my friends is is really upset that, that Tatis is – and I respect his opinion. He's really upset Tatis is in the outfield. He thinks that it lost like the spark on the team, that he doesn't play shortstop and making the great plays. But – I think that puts your best lineup there. I think I think uh, Tatis in right field next year, or even center field and Grisham in right field. I don't really care. I think Tatis in right field is better off. I, mean, I would just leave Grisham there. He's a Gold Glover, and then that to me that puts Myers in left field because Fam's gone. Fam's been a, a complete disaster except for about a month and a half or two months in a Padre uniform. So what was it like the month of June? He got really hot in half of July, and then. He's just been shit basically last year and this year. But they're not going to bring him back. And then um, I would put Kim at shortstop. I would put Frazier at second. I would put Cronenworth at first. I would put Hosmer as your DH. And then, you know, Nola. And then I think Camposuano is going to help you out a little bit coming up because uh, Carantini is just really not that good. It, I mean, that's fine because you're going to have like an extra spot basically with the DH. I don't think, 
I think you could – they have so many guys that could play multiple positions like Kim, Cronenworth, Profar, Tatiste. Um, they don't need that many guys, especially if the DH is back. I don't think they need that many uh, position players. So I think you'll be able to have three catchers. Uh, the concerning thing I have going into next year, to be honest, the most is going to be the bullpen. Because Pomeranz, I don't think you can count on Pomeranz too much anymore. Yeah, he'll be back next year, but I don't think you could just say, okay, there's our eighth inning guy. Um, Pagan is not really, you know, I mean, they have a lot of good, like, sixth, seventh inning guys, but they don't have that back end anymore. Melanson, I, I mean, I don't think you could count on him being your closer next year. So maybe they go get a closer and put Melanson. I think Melanson has an option. So it might be, I think they might pick it up. I'm not quite sure on that. Um, maybe Lament helps you out in the bullpen a little bit next year. I could see him being an, a two-inning guy and then having like three days off, two-inning guy. But I think he's going to help you more in long relief. I don't think you could use him as like a seventh, eighth, or ninth-inning guy because I don't think he's going to be able to pick back-to-back games. And then Pomeranz, like, he kind of fucks you. And then I don't know what they're going to do with Daniel Hudson. I would assume he's not going to come back. I don't know. Maybe they'll sign him. But I would assume that in the offseason, they go do that. That's going to be, to me, their big splash in the offseason is go get a bullpen guy. And then another thing you can consider is maybe putting Hosmer still at first base and go get a DH like uh, Nelson Cruz, I know, I think is going to be a free agent. And then if, if Seiler is really going to spend, I mean, I don't know if he is, Nick Castellanos is going to be a free agent. I mean, he's going to cost a ton, but... I don't know. To me, one more big bat would really help, especially if it's a right-handed bat because they have a tendency against left-handed pitching to get shut down. But the hitting this last month has been terrible. I don't know what happened to it because they're all healthy, so there's no excuse. The pitching, you have some excuse. You have 21, I think it's 21 guys that have been on the IL and pitching. I mean, so many guys that, like, everyone just, oh, that guy's just okay, that guy's okay, that guy's... You know, but you just... It adds up, man, and, you know, that shit adds up, and a guy like Miguel Diaz and some other guys, like, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be pitching them, you know, Nick Ramirez pitched a lot this year, Chris Matt, I mean, Chris Matt's been good, but, and I just think the pitching staff in the first half, you knew eventually it was going to. Because they couldn't go long in games, it was going to fuck the bullpen. And it looks like it's, you know, Tim Hill looks like he's running out of gas. And you can't blame him. You know, Stammen looks hasn't looked as sharp as he has. You know, I mean, Stammen's still been really good. And Tim Hill's still been pretty damn good. It's just every guy doesn't seem as sharp as they were in the first half because I feel like they've been used too much. So, um I think that's what's going to happen. I think Tingler's. I think Tingler's managing for his job. I think he's got to finish five games or more above five hundred to come back. If he doesn't, I think he's gone. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think that's a pipe dream right now. I mean, the only chance I see that happening is if the Reds kind of falter off. But their schedule's so easy. Joey Votto is all of a sudden playing like he's a you know first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean. He's just – he's sucked the last couple of years, and all of a sudden he's just hitting a home run every game. And then 
I just the schedule they got the Dodgers the Dodgers just have way too much talent and that's another thing going back to the trade deadline once the Dodgers got Scherzer I was like okay don't like don't mortgage your future I mean the Dodgers are going to win the World Series as long as they win the division if the Dodgers win the division they're going to win the World Series I mean it's plain and simple if the Giants win the division well then the Dodgers that's the best chance to knock the Dodgers off is if the Reds you know or the Padres Whoever plays them in a one-game playoff, they have a shot because it's one game. But Dodgers, you get them in a series, and they're going to throw Kershaw, Urias, Bueller, and, Scher- and Scherzer. I mean, good luck. You know, and now they got Trey Turner too. So it's an embarrassing season. It's, you know, you got Dave Palais and the L- all the L.A. people are going to make fun of us. The national media is going to make fun of us. And really, we deserve it. I mean, we talk a lot of shit on Padre Twitter. We got idiots on Padre Twitter, you know, that just never shut the fuck up. Um, I talk shit too. I mean, I know. But this is embarrassing. This is an embarrassing season. I think Siler's going to be pissed. And I would not fire Preller, but I think he's down to his last strike. Because this was a huge mistake, in my opinion, of getting... A non-proven manager, and it reminds me of the Chargers when they had their chances. You know, they had this great roster. I felt like A.J. Smith, everyone in the media is so stupid. Our fucking media is so fucking dumb. Our stupid-ass media basically got A.J. Smith fired, you know, and what ended up happening? The talent just went away. Year by year, it got worse and worse, and the Chargers... Hired a stupid-ass coach in North Turner. You had this great talent, and you hired North Turner. And it just was a joke. And I feel like that this... I'm not saying Tingler's North Turner, but it feels like, dude, you had this roster. You should have been able to get something better. So that's all I got till the next time. All right, then. Hopefully we have a better season next year.